Good evening, everybody. Hello. Is today Friday? Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope everyone's doing fantastic. Welcome to the show. This is the What Would Jeff Do show with a wonderful, fantastic Joelle. Um, we've had a great show for you. I don't even know what it's about yet, but it's going to be a great one. I just, I, just, I just feel it. I just feel it in my bones. Mm. Um, a lot of great stuff. The, uh, the Black Friday sale is going really, really well. People are doing really well with that Black Friday stuff. Taking yeah. out some good, good um, uh, deals they're getting. And uh, we never do sales either. It's like so we're on so on salesy. Um, but uh, we're doing really, 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 really great with that. Um, the affiliates, people have started using the, our affiliates, have started upping their game. Even we've we've launched our affiliate program, but we haven't like really like done any yeah. brainstorming with them, and we're we were going to wait till the end of the year. But affiliates are doing good. Maybe we should do something before then. You know, talk to Tony about putting that together. Mm. We have an affiliate program. But anyway, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, and this is the lovely Joel. And we've got a wonderful dog training facility up in Providence, Rhode Island. We're down here in. In uh, beautiful Florida, which we also train dogs here, um, we specialize in difficult dogs. We specialize in very, very challenging dogs. Um, is that right now? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, we cha- we specialize in really challenging dogs, and um, we obviously train happy-go-lucky dogs. We can train. We get puppies in, but most of the business that we get is stopping unwanted behaviors. Like, how do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? And I think a lot of times. Um, folks are a little bit, uh, what's that? We look crooked now because the camera's like crooked. See how our background looks crooked? Do you guys like our new map? I was so tired of looking so, at those um, photos. So um, I think what's really important is that um, folks understand the context of this show where most people are going to be asking us how to stop unwanted behaviors. So in order to stop an unwanted behavior, you need to apply a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop the behavior. Now that just is a very, very small part of dog training, um, but it's actually probably the most important part and probably will save the dog's life and bring harmony to the household. You know, you spend hundreds of hours on reward-based training on training a dog. You spend seconds on extinguishing, getting rid of a bad behavior. So by just listening to this podcast, it sounds like that's all we do. But I assure you it's far from all we do. It's 95% reward, but without the, 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 the punitive part of it, um, you have a dog that's well-trained, but has bad behaviors, um, dangerous behaviors. We've had dogs that have known numerous commands that are friendly most of the time, but they still bite the kids once in a while. It's not acceptable. They'll still bite company when they come in. That's not acceptable. And people get content on, well, the dog is good with everybody in the family. The dog knows lots of commands. The dog listens to me. But it's that but that will end up possibly getting your dog killed, somebody hurt. So we focus the show on um, stopping of unwanted behaviors. We do it every Wednesday and Friday. It, um, normally, we do it at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we moved it to originally um uh, five, six, and then with the last minute, we were like, oh my gosh, we've got the inner circle tonight. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which I totally spaced on, um, even though I am excited about it. We, I switched to 5.30 because it was like five, five minutes to five. And I'm like, oh, I can't get it at five. So I'll do it at 5.30, which you will napping. give us time to, uh, I was watching videos and then I dozed off um, as I normally do. But I was actually watching stuff on um, 
very important things actually. Mm, so you'll, you'll 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 type in your question, Joel will read it, and um, I will answer it. And then also we've got um, we've got uh, um, why was King Griller UK blocked? Oh, already? he's being a troll. Oh, already? Yeah. We haven't even started the show yet. He called us a Karen that we can't train dogs to save our lives. Really? Yeah. Wow. We're Karens. We're Karens? Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm a Karen? I know, which is actually like the total opposite of what you actually My are. God, I can actually train dogs pretty damn well and have been doing it around the world and for 20 years. It's really, really funny how people like to put all that shit, you know, on me. And then for anybody that's doing anything well, great. great UK, I mean, are you surprised? Well, you know, for anybody doing anything great, you're going to get hate. Just always keep that in mind to my fellow folks that are doing anything great in any industry. And whenever you've got, you know, you're 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 very very um, confident in what you do, um, people will, will turn that around to being cocky. And um, whenever you're confident in what you do and you state things that are just like, this is how it's done, you're going to get pushback. You're going to get pushback. Um, so the bottom line is, I'm. I'm actually, I told everyone I was going to be doubling down. I actually 500% downed by doing a new morning show called Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff. And I'm really going on rants on that show. Why? We live in an unethical industry where most dog trainers will lie to you. And it's not, it's not the reward only trainers. It's the industry. Literally, this whole pet industry is full of shit. And I just call it out. I call it out for what it is. And some people might not like the way I deliver my information. Some people might not like hearing the truth because it hurts and hits too close to home, but um, it's the truth. And if the truth hurts, that really has nothing to do with me. So let's jump right into it. Okay, Deanna was asking where the link was to the affiliate program, so I posted that. If you guys want to become an affiliate. Yeah, let's talk about that for a little bit here. So people think that in order to become a JG uh, Media, which is our, our, our video arm of um, the partnership that you all and I have, um, it produces uh, films and produces all the educational videos. You have to be like in the in dog industry. It's like actually you don't. You yeah. you you. I'm imagining some of our best affiliates are going to be people who have used our courses, um, um, totally turned around their lives, totally turned around their dogs. Um, we have so many people whose dogs we have literally saved their dog's life and saved their family's life over the last twenty years. Ten thousand dogs. That's what when people say. I can't train a dog. It's like. Give me a give me a dog from a shelter. I'll go toe to toe with just about anybody. You know, it's like I'm just a pet dog trainer. I don't do sport, so I'm not going to compete. There's no points, um, but I can go toe to toe with just about the nastiest, most shut down, fearful, anxious dog there is out there. Give me a drivey dog. So, people, you know, you got to realize I haven't been in business for 20 years for a reason. Um, uh, but the affiliate program is you people will be going to your own private link. And you'll get, they make a purchase, you can give them a discount, and you can make up mm -hmm. to 40%. I'm off. That's it. There's been some changes to that. Oh. There has? Yeah, I don't think there's an option for them to give discounts to oh. their they're just, Oh, they're just sharing? They're just sharing their Oh, link. the link. Oh. Well, you still get 40%. So you get 40% of the sale. Right. So for the people that are the affiliates, you're still scoring. Yes. All right. Awesome. Um. Next. Uh, on Sini, 
I hope I'm not botching that. I'm so sorry. Um, hi, Jeff and Joel. Hey, Solid Canine family. Hey, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Uh, Michelle, dog barks at people out the window. I've corrected this. Now the dog avoids the window. If I'm paying any attention to it, should I correct any interest in the window? Yeah. Yep. So I'm glad you've stopped. Congratulations on actually stopping the barking, which it's so funny because somebody made a comment on my one of my morning podcasts about like the bullshit that goes on in the industry. People say put newspaper up in the window and I compare it to like you having a crack house. And um, literally the trainer said, put newspaper up in the window because your dog's barking on the window and in the car when the dog barks for an hour, like literally driving to her mother's house because that was the problem she was having, let the dog bark. Like, are you oh serious? God. Like, that's literally, that's literally what people are suggesting. But it's literally what people are suggesting. Why newspaper in the window? Like a freaking meth house. But why, why, not, why not at least curtains? Or tinfoil. Like, why newspaper? Why is that always the recommendation? Because you can get what? Who puts newspaper in their windows? Um, people that either are crack dealers or cookers or people that got really stupid advice from dog trainers. Um, next. Oh, so, so yeah, so correct the interest. So correct the interest. Next. Len, Lenny. Hey, Jeff and Joel. Good to see you back there, Joel. Hello from Melee and Len. Hey, Lenny. Oh, hey, you? wow. How are you? A long time no see. I think um, he was just down here in Florida. Oh, really? Clearwater, I think. Really? Yeah. That's right by us. Mm -hmm. Wow. Deanna said, sounds like that person is the Karen. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I mean, if people want to come on the show, it's expected. It's just, it's expected, you know, you know. Yeah. Next. Uh, Julia, hey guys, have relatives coming for Thanksgiving. They'll be staying at my house for a week. Mm. What is the best and safest way to introduce the dogs? Have them, ha have them give him a treat or give no. the dog commands? Neither. Um, best thing to do is board your dog somewhere. Um, the second best thing is to not push anything on the dogs. First of all, I don't know you, I don't know your dogs, and I don't know your relatives. So I don't know the, the human responsibility factor, and I don't know, um, oh, I know you're a little bit responsible because you're on my show, so you have to be a little bit responsible. Um, then again, that troll was on the show, so that doesn't say much. I'm putting out a post on this tomorrow. Yeah, I did a morning show this morning, on, um, if you want to watch the replay to the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show about safety for the holidays, Joel's putting up a, a, a nice carousel tomorrow about that. But this concept that you give a dog a treat and it's going to like you is a lie. Um, do, giving the dogs a command? No. Um, just ignoring the dogs totally and existing. So the best way to meet a dog is not to meet the dog. That doesn't mean you like stay out of the house. It means just ignore the dog. Just ignore the dog. And then it's up to you to control the dog's movements. But I don't know your dog. I don't know your dog. Next. Um, let's see. I'm Shani. I have a five-month-old small breed Morky. Not sure if this is excited peeing, but his crate seems fine. Then as soon as he sees me or hears me, he starts peeing inside and outside of the crate. Yeah. I tried using e-collar to distract him until I can get him out, but it's not working. Well, you don't want to distract him. So it is excitement pee. So what we would do is a couple of things. Number one, first take away the water. You know, um, don't dehydrate your dog. But you take away your dog, the water, usually when it's in the crate, and then monitor the dog's, monitor the dog's water. Um, and then what you're going to do is this. You teach your dog how to go in the kennel and lie down. Kennel up, lie down. Kennel up and lie down. And then you're going to pretty much demand that every time you walk up to the crate, the dog is in a down. 
So you're not correcting the dog for pissing in the crate. You'd be correcting the dog for breaking it down. And you go up to it in a neutral form, no high-pitched voice, neutral. And now you have to repattern this concept of when you approach the crate, the dog is calm. When you bring the dog out of the crate, the dog is calm. And then you repattern that, and that should help. That, that's our go-to. Next. Deanna said, mine is one of those that you saved. Yeah. We've saved a lot of dogs. Like, at this point in my career, you come across the fucking putts if you're, you're going you're gonna, to you know, challenge that fact. Next. Trey, my dog is aggressive with some dogs and cool with others. I don't take her to the park anymore. Do I punish for the e-collar for the aggression? Well, it's bigger than that. I need more. You'd want to you'd correct your dog, apply a punisher. It's a loading stage. It's a loading stage. So you have to keep in mind, a lot of dogs just don't like other dogs. Like the, the concept that, you know, we have worked with dogs that were literally friendly with every dog they ever met. They were friendly with every dog, but we don't see a lot of them. You know, our personal dogs, they'll exist with other dogs, but there's dogs that they don't like or they don't get along with. Like they don't like puppies jumping in their face. So a lot of dogs just don't, and it's not like the, my, our dogs are not well socialized. They're extremely well socialized. They used to be at the training center every day around lots and lots of dogs. They put up with a lot of shit, but the bigger issue is, who are these dogs? Do you know anything about these dogs? Well, it's my friend's dog. I know, but do you know anything about the dog? Do you know the dog's triggers? Do you know the dog's behavior? Do you know if that dog is well socialized? Do you know what the, you know, pisses off that dog? So the best thing to do is, sure, find a circle of friends. If you want to call them friends, we'll humanize it for your dogs and they play. But the best way to stop, you know, Dog aggression, that's a, that's a long conversation. That's a, that's a major rehab thing. But we can get your dog to exist around other dogs instead of attacking them. That's the goal. That's the goal. So for, first start out with existence. But you would, you would apply your punisher at the loading stage. The loading stage is the stage where they are staring at a dog going, I'm going to fuck you up. No, correct. So much of what you hear online is like, oh, that'll make it worse. I'm like, make it worse? <clears throat> it already is worse. Next. Bonnie, I used the Sim 30 to stop my standard poodle from charging out the door. Now the sucker won't come back in the door. Well, you made the door hot and you made the dog paranoid. That doesn't mean you did it wrong. What it means is you put a long line on the dog and you teach it recall. You teach it recall. Make sure, and also you can even start out even simpler. Just heal your dog in and out of the door on a leash. So what you did was you made your you did it's the same it's the same concept of underground fence. Now your dog's afraid to cross the barrier because they think the barrier is hot, but the barrier is not hot. It's crossing the barrier when you're not supposed to is hot. So you make it a command, but you put the dog on a leash and then you'll pull your dog over it with just recall training. So next, Len said, "Haha." Veronica, thresholds mastered, opening kennel door mastered, really kicked it up a notch on place, but still need to fully master. But the barking, even with the e-collar, it's still her go-to. Yes, we're familiar with Hi on the remote. She's our 13-month-old Dane, just finishing her first heat. So, you know, I mean, you can try bonking. You can try a water bottle. Remember, the remote collar is not the only punisher out there. It's anything that's intolerable to a dog that will stop the behavior. So, you know, you can take, you know, a squirt bottle, something, you know, no, and then squirt bottle, no, and then bonker. 
you know, believe it or not, a bonker works better in many situations than a uh, remote collar does. Not at distance, it doesn't. Not through walls, it doesn't. But if your dog is barking, you would just say no. Even if it took you, you know, a minute, 30 seconds or whatever to get over to your dog and to, to apply your punisher, it's the no that's important. It's the marking of the no. Next. Um, Aki said, hello, first timer here. Oh, welcome to the oh, wow. show. Thanks for coming on. How do you on. prevent a dog from becoming collar leash smart and how to fix it once it's happened? Well, this is what a lot of people are not doing. They're not making dog training into a lifestyle. They're not theoretically training their dog like all the time. Like right now we've got um, three dogs, two dogs in place and one dog in a down. Oh, Piper's still over there? Yeah, Piper's still over there. Wow. Yeah, we have a boarding train here that's been here. By the way, if you're struggling with place, place for like two hours. and you can't do duration, we have a dog that's been here for nine days. It's doing it on a two-hour place and it couldn't do a two-second place when it first got here. Um I couldn't even relax. I mean, I was afraid of everything. I literally thought she was in her kennel. No, it's over there. Wow. So we have three dogs just literally chilling out, not walking around. So, and it's not like because there's it's not because there's equipment on them. It's because it's a lifestyle. Like, what else would you do? Well, Jeff and Joel are doing a podcast, and then in between the podcast and you know our inner circle, which is a private forum that we offer. Next one is in January. Um, we'll eat dinner really quick. I'll have Angelo rotate the dogs for potty time. They'll come back in. They'll probably go lie down and place again. Why? They've already been exercised today. We've already done training with Piper today. You know, we've gone bike riding, you know, with with Wes and um, Tex today. And it's we're winding our day down. I mean, I start I start the day with the dogs at like four or five in the morning. So I think that when you've got a dog that's cower smart, my my first question is, well, do you only use it for training? Like, oh, we're having a training session. Let me put your collar on. Or, and how how long have you do, been doing the training for? Thank you. You've been doing the training for. Next. Um, I just posted the link to the January Inner Circle if you all are interested oh, in that. Um, Harry said, any advice for getting my 10-month-old pup over his fear of the vacuum? Mm. He's so confident in every other area, but for some reason, it's the only thing he's afraid of. Yeah. So we get vacuum, we get vacuum, snow shovel, you know, rake, you know, you know, you know, blower, you know, leaf blower, you know, things like that. So this is what we do. A lot of dogs with a vacuum, they'll try to attack it or they'll run away from it. That's usually what they'll do. That's usually the historically the two big things that they do. Well, how about this? How about if I put you in place and so we have dogs that are afraid of vacuums and we put them in place at the training center and within a couple of training sessions, we are literally vacuuming all around them and underneath them. We use a shop vac, uh, but we can use any vacuum. It doesn't matter. Um, and the way we do it is once you know place and you break place for any fear, for anything that bothers you whether it's a bouncing ball or a uh, skateboard, whether you try to attack the skateboard or run away from the skateboard, we will correct you for breaking command. So we're not correcting you for being afraid of something. We're correcting you for breaking command. So this is when we leverage obedience to stop certain fear responses. Because I've often said, don't use obedience to stop it. I want the behavior, but we're using it to leverage it. I'm actually using the no, the correction to do it, but I don't want to just correct my dog. Now, if your dog is attacking the, um, it sounds like if it's afraid, it's probably not, it's probably fleeing. Yeah. So if it was trying to flee, keep it on a leash, 
and um, just keep it from breaking command. And then you've used this concept on a lot of things the dog is afraid of. If there's other things that eventually manifest, what you'll do is you will start getting your dog to go, that doesn't bother me, big deal. What's the vacuum? Oh, it's a thunderstorm, big deal. Fourth of July, eh, who cares? Next. Next. Bonnie thinks he has learned the recall using the stem only two times, but I'll try the leash if he continues. Thanks. You want to make sure your dog knows recall for more than just two times on stem. You want to make sure your dog understands correction level, punitive level on stem. Because there's going to be a time when your dog runs away from you. And so we so we train for the real world. We don't train. Like a lot of times people will see the dogs are using, you know, are on training equipment inside our training center, like doing commands, like, you know, like in a small, small area. Just keep in mind, all I need is a slip lead to train a dog. That's all I really need. But I'm not training dogs for myself. I'm training dogs for off-leash obedience with high levels of environmentals for my clients. So we need to be able to utilize. And also, I don't want to, there's no reason to take a year for something you can do in four to six weeks um, as far as, you know, getting your dog to be off-leash trained. There's also a bunch of troubleshooting that you need to do. And with the, a lot of the dogs that we're seeing now over the last few years, we're seeing a lot of dogs now that are just, just they're not wired right. They're struggling with a lot of fear, anxiety, stress issues. Um, owners are being softer than they ever have before. So we're sort of way, 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 way behind the eight ball with a lot of the dog um, owner combo things right now. So it's really no fault of anybody's. It's just other than, you know, well, it's fault of there is some genetics involved, but most of it is just social media pressure and misinformation and outright blatant lies. Um, if you want to listen to a podcast about the worst, um, not the worst, but one of the most intense intake forms I've ever gotten, listen to that wake the fuck up with Jeff show. And that was probably about two days ago, Monday show, maybe Monday show. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was Monday. You'll see the amount of unethical behavior of, of that vets are doing, that trainers are doing, the behaviorists are doing, um, even the board certified. Someone wrote that on our page today. A board certified veterinary behaviorist would never recommend this. I'm like, find me a fucking board certified veterinary behaviorist that'll pick up a fucking leash and actually work with a dog. I'd love to see that. Instead of just prescribing pills. Let, let, let alone an aggressive dog. Love to see it. Love to see it. Next. Bonnie said, thanks. He has learned the recall. Already read that. Um, Veronica, squirt bottle right beside me. Yes, highly effective as well. I'm using that judici judiciously now. Our organ house is 65 degrees. Mm. Currently, she's standing in front of the fireplace blower. LOL. Nice. Yeah. Um, yep. That's a good spot. It sure is. That's my favorite spot. Yeah. Aki said, thank you. You're welcome. Jamie, how can I get my chi to stop barking at anyone that stops and tries to talk to me on a walk? I... If they just say hello and keep moving, she's fine. If they stop to talk, she gets in front of me and barks. Yep. So she's guarding you. Wow. So the easiest thing to do is most likely a leash pop. They make mini prong collars, do a leash pop. Or you can also get mini, you know, the micro, uh, uh, the shock collar. By the way, when I say the word shock collar, a lot of people are like, why do you call it a shock collar? Why don't you call it a remote collar? It sounds better. I'm like, well, it's the same thing. And then there's people that are like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. In 2022, e-collar, remote trainer, 
remote collar, shock collar, they're all the same thing. They're all the same thing. It's all just semantics. It's all semantics and it's all a sales pitch. It's the same fucking thing. So oh um, it's really, really effective to do. Um, Bye. You know. Bye, Kristen. Hold on. Why'd you block because her? Because I'm so tired of these people on our page all day long. I'd like to know what she we thinks have, like, is abusive. We have all these new people because one of our videos like went viral. So we have all these like armchair dog people. Right. Who think we're so abusive right. coming on our page. Yeah. Well, I would like to have a conversation with her. Like the video, have you all seen it? It's um... Well, let me just finish the answer to this one question. So a bonker, a squirt bottle, a remote collar, shock collar, a leash pop. There has to be a no. You say no first and, and you and you pop. Set it up with one of your friends. Set it up with one of your friends first. So next. I wanted to rant about that. So rant. Go ahead, rant. The video that we put up of all of our boarding trains, there's like three of them, just walking through the park. There's more than that. And I'm like, this is how we give them socialization. This is exposure. They're not directly interacting with other, other dogs. They're just walking and getting the exposure. Right. All these other dogs are at the end of the leash trying to get to our dogs. And one of them's on a freaking like 30-foot flexi lead. It's wrapped around the dog's legs. The lady's standing there holding the leash, doing nothing. And everybody, for whatever reason, in the comment section thinks that's our dog. They're like, if you train that way, I would never go to you. That dog's legs are wrapped. What kind of you training can break method? the dog's what legs? Kind of training method is that? It's like, do you tie do you the, have a fucking clue? Do you tie the, I can't believe you would tie what? that dog's legs up and train it. Yeah, I'm like, that's a training method. It's like, my God. Do you really think we'd showcase that if that was our dog? It's, it's like, like they don't like. Is there? common sense I know. anymore. It's like, this isn't rodeo. So all these people are now showing up on our podcast too, apparently. Yeah. My God. Welcome, guys. Well, feel free. But if you want to have a discussion... Are you going to make a show about that? Yeah, I will, but... That deserves a rant. I'll be more than happy to have a discussion with... If, you, if you're capable of actually having a discussion, first of all, I don't, the people that throw out the abuse card... I don't think they quite actually understand what abuse actually is. You talk to somebody in animal control, they'll tell you. Like when they're finding these dogs in these houses that haven't been fed for, you know, a month, when dogs are being dragged behind cars, you know, when dogs are flea infested, covered in shit and piss and, and put in basements and totally neglected, that's on the abusive line. Frankly, when a dog is overweight, I would scale that more on the abusive line than anything we do. But the thing is that social media has brainwashed people into thinking that anything but a reward with rainbows and sunshine is abusive. The issue is a lot of these people that are actually putting that message out are doing the same stuff we do. They just don't talk about it because they're looking for some social media, you know, traction. And they're also unethical and they lie. And that's very, very popular in this industry. People that are doing what we do don't talk about what we what they do. And they're doing what we do. They won't talk about it because they're afraid of pushback. I know this for a fact. I know, I know these trainers. Like I said, not to sound cocky and egotistical, which is usually a precursor for someone that's going to sound cocky and egotistical, but I've been doing this for a long time. I've traveled the world. I've met, I've met these trainers. And there's a huge amount of unethical behavior going on. Like, I'll see them train one way, and then that day they'll say they did something else. So I'm like, I just watched you do that. Like, literally, like, like you just literally did something different. Why, why would you lie? Tell people the truth. 
Because if people have dangerous dogs or badly behaved dogs, they need to know how to stop it. People are giving up dogs for behaviors that can be stopped in seconds. Seconds. Next. All right. We're getting ranty tonight. Cole. I started it. My dog has severe separation anxiety. Used to use the crate, but she almost killed herself. Tried punishing for scratching and whining. Didn't work. She is on trazodone. What else can I do to help her? Well, you you schedule a one-on-one. And I want to. I don't want to push one-on-one consults for people to get money from you. First of all, join Patreon. Because on the Patreon channel, it's five, $10 a month. You save 20% off all your consults, 20% off all your courses. Also, you get um, Zoom Q&As, one a week. So we can have face-to-face, voice-to-voice, you know, conversation. So, but what you're going to do is you're going to go back to the crate. And we're going to show you how to get your dog to relax in the crate. Because in our training facility, we have dogs that can't be in the crate prior to us that are all on drugs prior to us. They get off medication and they sleep in crates. Because there's a skill set to that. There's a skill set to that. So what I would do is I'd have you flip around the camera and we would do a live consult with a remote collar and I would literally show you how to stop it. The issue is it's not pretty at first. But you know what's pretty? Nine more, ten more, whatever, six more years of a dog going in the kennel. And then there's a lot of people that are just highly against kennels. Well, then we can't talk about that conversation. You know, kennels aren't bad at all. Next. Harry, that makes a lot of sense to use place and correct if she breaks. Thank you for that advice. You're welcome. And always remember, you're not correct. That's what a lot of people, we do, we get those comments. We're just getting a lot of social media traction right now. So like this stuff, it, it comes in, you know, you just, it exposes a lot of people online. It's really interesting. Um, people. That, it's always the weirdest videos that go viral too, of like dogs just like training or like mm. goose is going viral right now of me having him in Home Depot mm. just because of his breed. I think it got a lot of traction. Mm. Like, oh, that dog's so beautiful. Right. But then with that come like all the, like the fur baby people right. who don't think dogs should actually be trained. Well, they also don't think dogs should be out in public. Right. Or they shouldn't be in public places. Yeah, they're mad that like he's or, out at the store. Well, they're also mad because they can't do that with their dog. Yeah. Meaning like they're not capable of having their dog quietly and obediently be in public. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of that. Yeah. You get a lot of that. So thanks. Priscilla said, go away, Kristen. <laughs> She's what? gone. Marlene, abuse is a bad dog behavior that makes the owner crazy. There's a lot of things that make um, people crazy. A lot of people are in abusive relationships with their dogs. Yes. With but- the dog doing the abusing. They're a highly toxic relationship, yeah. Linda, thanks for posting videos. Oh, and here's another thing we get a ton of shit for, Linda. Thanks for posting videos of your trainer spontaneously blocking others' dogs from approaching the dogs they have off-site. I learned from the video example so much. This is one of my biggest challenges while handling my dog, asshole owners whose dogs approach mine. Ironically, we get so much, much backlash for those videos. Yeah. So much. Yeah. The dog was just trying to say hi. Right. If you don't want your dog being greeted, don't bring it in public. Like, yeah. right. It's like greeted. If when I, did our dogs become public property? If we wanted our dogs to be to be rushed by dogs, we'd go to like a dog park, which we won't go to. Next. David, I figured it was because of the bonker video. No, David, it's because of our usual. No. Dogs having fun training. No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't <laughs> got problem too. I haven't yeah. gotten shit for the 2019 bonker to bat buckle for a long time. Every once in a while, I'll still get hate on that. I'm, 
probably going to relaunch it just to get, you know, piss people off next. Kyle, good evening, Jeff and Joel. Hope your day's been blessed. It's Thanks, actually Kyle. been a really productive day. Angelo got six pairs of shorts today. Kid loses his shorts like it's a freaking. You know what? I found job. I found another pair today. Where? On top of the washing machine, the, the dryer. Oh, and that random pile. Yes, of shit. the random part of pile of clothes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Angelo's. Oh, by the way, Angelo's podcast. Um, Angelo's podcast starts tomorrow. He's having his, his first podcast he's doing, and uh, it's, it's called Fun Facts, but it's all going to be a lot of uh, Greek, um, well, a lot of mythology. There's four different mythological categories that he, that he, that he hits. Um, so um, he said, Ten, you're going to be a 10-year-old podcaster, and he's killing it, killing it. Next. Veronica, bye, Felicia. Yep. How do you train? Watch their tens of thousands of videos. I agree, Joelle. Yep. By Felicia. Who can yeah, name it, that movie? What movie is that from? But this is the thing is they don't care, Veronica. People don't care. They're not interested. They're not interested no, in it. They're not interested in a conversation. They're their own agenda. They just don't care. They just don't. They just want to just be nasty to people. Next. Haki said, but wait, not contradicting you, but mm. I did try a cheap shot collar mm. and then a dog tra. Yes. The cheap one felt like getting zapped with real electricity, mm. yet name Brandon actually hurt. It just felt funny. So levels most likely. So it's most likely levels, but I assure you on a dog tra, I can make dog tra collars really, really uncomfortable. So like you know, quote unquote painful. And I'm not in Dogtra is a great brand to use. I can do the same thing with the Nikauer technology. I can do the same thing with the sport so dog. Like the good ones go from zero to like a hundred or with Dogtra 127. The cheaper brands, their level one is like a level 50 on this. But also so it feels a lot stronger. They do have different stim patterns. Yes. And th th there's, you know, it's like underground fence technology is electricity. And that definitely has a different stim sensation than a remote collar shot collar so you know but still i'm still going to call them shot collars and i think because that's what they are that does not mean you know i mean you can call anything a shock anything a shock next shelly i just found you guys online about a month ago i just love your style keep on doing what you're doing love you guys from the upper peninsula of michigan wow Nobody was that specific with their with their with their demographics. Um, you freezing up there yet, or what? So we've been I've been doing podcasting for thirteen years, training dogs for twenty years, traveled the world, and um, uh, uh, we're not planning on stopping. I mean, it, if anybody needs help handling any of the backlash on social media and hate, you know, I'll help you. I'll help you navigate it. I mean, I'll help you navigate it. Because we've gotten our share. I mean, huge amounts, huge. Not like a one-star review. Like those we get thousands of. Um, but, and none of these people ever, like, they don't even know who we are. But I'm talking about like serious, like front page news, BBC, you know, you know, death threats, that kind of stuff. So I can help people get, you know, navigate that stuff. Next. Veronica, pretty sure one of the haters saw that you were live and messaged all their little friends. Why offer solutions when you can attack someone with an amazing success record? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they do. That's what they do with the videos. They share them onto their little pages. Yep. Yeah. Um, Constance. Hi. First timer here. I purchased your Green to Graduate course based on Jeff's recommendation. Good. Awesome. Yeah. So just take it slow. And... Um, if you've got questions, I think we're going to be launching a... Hold on, there's more, oh. and this needs to be addressed right now. Oh. 
Constance also said, what are your thoughts on martingale collars versus a prong? Can I achieve the same results using a martingale instead of a prong on a Frenchie? Okay. So the last collar type of collar I would use on a Frenchie is a martingale. Would, would be a martingale. Because, um, because that will actually choke the dog and cause tracheal damage. So martingale, I wouldn't even use a flat buckle collar on a, on a, on a Frenchie. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't use a choke chain on a Frenchie. Because... Keep in mind, you can use a prong collar on a Frenchie. You can get a 2.25 millimeter prong collar. They look barbaric, but it's actually the safest collar, the safest collar to use on a Frenchie, on a Boston Terrier. It will not hurt the dog. It's really hard to hurt a dog with a prong collar. really, really is. So, and a lot of people say if used correctly. I'm like, you know what? Probably the number one thing that's not used correctly is food. Ain't that the truth? That's probably the number one thing. And slip leads. Because dogs are passing out, choking themselves out on a slip lead by pulling so much. So I would not use a a martingale because a martingale is called a limited choke. You can actually, you will most likely choke the dog. Yeah. But you don't need to use any collar. You can train a dog with no collar on whatsoever. But the reason why we like prong collars is because they help leverage an owner's lack of skill set to get a trained dog. And then you can start, if you decide to, when your dog off tools, if you decide to. But once you start using a, using tools as well as the training, people are blown away on how far they can go. So next um aki said level one on the cheap one was overkill yeah oh yeah so that's what usually it boils down to is like they run too hard. there's even like i mean sport dog is a great brand it's a really great brand of collar but level one is too hot for many dogs and then you can't go down any lower but it's a great brand don't get me wrong we just don't use those next um let's see constance i already read that dorota hi yesterday I commented from YouTube as Czation. I asked about the timeout. I actually answered you, but for some reason you couldn't see my comments. So I've used timeout mm. only for over arousal when guests were coming in. Mm. Also, I wasn't arguing that is that it's a great solution. I was just curious because from my experience, timeout is a punishment that works for some dogs in some situations, though well, it's a very mild one. Well, it's not really a punishment, though. That's the thing. I mean... Over arousal for guests, you would use a bonker or a remote collar, and you'd stop it in seconds. And, you know, I either I didn't see your, your response or I just stopped looking at the, the feed. Um, keep in mind how many messages I get a day. So I can't answer every, you know, response, you know. But I don't believe in timeout. So it's just a difference in in theory. And, and I didn't take it as an argument at all. But... I don't believe in timeouts for my kids and I don't believe in timeouts for dogs. So I wouldn't consider a timeout like bad dog go to your crate or bad dog go sit down. Um, I just don't think it's an effective punisher. And if it worked for you with your dog immediately, like so we can stop arousal in a dog in about one to three seconds when guests come in. So if it works for you, keep doing it. But that's with you with your dog. There are many dogs out there, like the majority of dogs that I've trained that I'm thinking about, where I can't imagine a timeout that even being comprehensive. 
and stopping stopping the dog from doing what it did um, that warranted the timeout. But again, if it works for you, that's fine. But another thing that people have to remember is a lot of times people will share their personal experiences with, with their dogs, which are valid, by the way, which are valid. But then they will make that the universal plan for the tens or hundreds of millions of dogs we have in this country when a lot of times we even our own concepts that we use on 99 percent of the dogs don't work on a certain dog we get in mm -hmm. so we've got to tweak it we've got to troubleshoot it but if <clears throat> i didn't look at it as like an argument at all just to clarify next Okay, let's see. Priscilla, my dog and I were charged by an off-leash pit bull the other day. My dog is still not the best on leash or around other dogs, training in progress, mm -hmm. but much better. However, I popped her back behind me, yelled Good. and kicked the other dog. Excellent. It ran away and my GSD remained surprisingly calm and me too. Good I job. was shocked. The video you posted not long ago of the trainers advocating for the dog yep. was super helpful. Thank yep. you. Wow. So ironically, the people that actually can appreciate that video find it super helpful, mm -hmm. but so many people think that that's just mean. like mean. We're so mean. And then all of a sudden, who said that? Priscilla. And then Priscilla, kudos to you for literally doing, you know, step by step on how to advocate for your dog and keep yourself safe and keep your dog safe. Um, and then it's like, oh my God, you kicked a dog? It's like, if your dog was running towards me, Angelo, Joelle, even though Joelle can take care of herself, um, or one of our dogs, it's like, of course you're going to kick the dog. Mm -hmm. Like you, the other option is they make contact, and it doesn't make a difference if they're friendly. A rushing friendly dog might not be perceived as your dog as a friendly dog. Also, how do we know? How are we supposed to know? Next. Constant said, should your bunker be proportional to the size of the dog? Washcloth for Chihuahua, body towel for Mastiff, hand towel for Frenchie? Yes and no. Definitely you want to, you need to have, the problem with the washcloth is sometimes it doesn't have enough oomph to it. So the dog doesn't find it valuable. When instead you can use a full size one and just not throw it as hard. So, but a hand towel would probably be better as your smallest version. Next. Aki said, do you recommend using a safety clip with a prong? So we, ideally, yes, you should have a, a, a safety clip in case the prong just comes undone. Um, we're probably getting, what that is, is just like you take a clip. It's like a two, bless you. It's like a two-sided clip, bless you. It's like a two-sided clip and, a, and it goes from the dead ring of the prong to like another collar on the dog in case the prong just comes apart. The reason why prongs come apart sometimes is owner error or manufacturing defects. Um, a lot of times it's owner error, just, just not putting the prong on properly. But we've probably seen um, dogs slip out of, Harnesses, flat buckles, um, cowers more than, you know, a defective, defective prong. Next. Marlene said, would love to see that video. Which video? Probably of Jan doing all her body blocks constantly. Oh, it's on, it's on you know, all our videos. Social, you just going to scroll yeah, through. All, yeah, all our videos that it's we talk. definitely on Instagram. All, all the videos that we talk about are 
up on social media. Yeah. Even the videos that like people like use to bash me, like there are videos. They just edit them. You know, they take out all the informative parts and they just put the, the punitive part there with their own false narrative that's usually emotionally clad with false information. And it makes it look like, you know, I'm doing something horrific when I'm actually saving the dog's life. Next. Priscilla thinks I didn't want to traumatize my dog any more than she's already experienced and go backwards with the progress we've made. Which is what? The crate? No, by blocking the other dog, not letting her get Oh, charged. yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could really mess you up. Mm -hmm. That could really mess you up. Mess your dog up. If your dog gets attacked by another dog, that's how we get a lot of leash reactivity that starts. Next. Um, Veronica, one of my worst fears, a barking dog running up on us. I yep. use my Dane for balance. I don't do the spinning, hopping, fending the strange dog off dance. Yeah. So you can carry bear spray with carry, you. Yeah, a stick or something. Carry too. bear spray, a stick, club, golf club, tennis racket, walking stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That correct or something. Next. Carrie, can you train a dog to not be friendly with people that you don't want them to? I want to get a dog to protect my livestock from my neighbors, but I don't want them to be friendly with them. So historically, livestock, livestock guardian dogs, like Anatolian dogs, um, like your um, Great, Pyrenees. Great Pyrenees, a lot of that, there's training involved, but a lot of it they just got. They know what to do. They just know what to do. Um, but historically, they're they're like that around other predators. Now, a human is a predator. We're a huge predator. But a lot of times, it's like wildlife. Um, you can have your dog be friendly to humans and not be friendly towards, you know, animals. Um, and that doesn't mean even they can still be friendly with dogs too, but coyote, wolf. Um, she doesn't want the dog to be friendly with the, the people though. So, you know, I'm not the one to, to give advice on how to train your dog to, to be aggressive um, to humans because I've spent my lifetime training the opposite. Mm -hmm. So I can't help you on that, that part. Next. Aki said, mine has one with a buckle because I have clumsy hands. Oh, yeah. the buckle. Yeah. Yeah, the buckle is great. It's not even clumsy hands. Cl clumsy hands. It's convenient. You know, frankly, I like the, the, the bungee collar with the buckle for the e-collar. I like the buckle. I like the buckle. Mm-hmm. Next. That's it right now. That's all we got? Yeah. So... Let's see. If you don't know, we have got the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show every morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Monday I do through Friday. Monday through Friday, and I do single topic subjects, and then I'll answer questions about that topic. Usually, it's pretty much a rant. People like them, though. Um, uh, uh, we do this show every Wednesday and Friday, historically, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Patreon Zoom Room Q&A, we do Tuesdays at 5 Patreon is a $10 a month uh, uh, program channel that has extended benefits. We are going to be starting an Instagram membership channel. We'll be doing that on Instagram, which will have exclusive content on it as well. There's a lot of information we've got to put out there, and we try to put out there as much of it for free and helpful as we can. 
also though, this is how we make a living. Um, so uh, we have different, you know, from free to a full board and trained. Uh, but frankly, our free information with our free podcasts, you can fully rehab your dog. Um, the folks that are on the Patreon channel that attend the Q&As, they're getting credible help. They get incredible help and they get a lot of my time because it's face-to-face -face live. Um, so I think that's um, important. Someone asked about the Walk the Walk promo. I just posted the link to it. Um, yeah, there was there for some you know the coupon wasn't working for everybody, so we came up with a new a new promo, a new promotion, um, yeah. which you know I don't think you need to type in a promo code. I don't think so. I think you, you just have to get, sign up. You just got to sign up. Start learning. Just start yeah. learning. I just, posted the link. Yeah, and you probably just put your email in there or something like that. Yeah, Aki said, "How many callers did you have on the dog at the same time? I have a flat e collar and prong on walks. I take the flat off, but it gives me anxiety in case shit happens and he comes loose. So put the flat back on. Yeah. I mean, there's no rules. I mean, a lot of dogs do three. This is the thing: is like, who are these people that like make up these? rules like never go above 20 on an e-collar and like all of these like gatekeeper rules like there's all these gatekeeper rules like back back in the day you could only write you couldn't publish your own book because of the gatekeepers there's only so many publishing houses and they had the final say you couldn't do your own tv show because there was only three networks so there's gatekeepers now you can have your own tv show it's called youtube you know um you can make more money on YouTube. I mean, artists releasing, you know, songs online can make more money than like back when they used to sell albums, you know? Um, so I, I, I don't think you can have too many collars on your dog, whatever you feel comfortable with. Next. Constance, if your dog is in the kennel without a collar on and is doing an unwanted behavior, can you bonk the kennel or will that teach the dog to be afraid in their safe space? So, this concept that kennels are safe places, let's just, I'm not saying that they're not, but let's just take that out of the equation. You absolutely can correct your dog in the kennel for an unwanted behavior. A lot of times people will say, don't do that because that, here's more false information that's put out there. Don't do that. Um, because you'll create a negative association with a crate. I have never, well, we do a pre-walk punisher. We apply punishers to dogs to stop unwanted behaviors once they've displayed the behavior. So I'm not gonna just walk up to a dog sleeping in a crate and apply a punisher to it. But if you're doing something that warrants like barking, whining, pawing at it, nosing at the crate, mouthing the crate, trying to get out of the crate, an OCD behavior in the crate, I'm going to apply a punisher. You will not create a negative association with the crate. Now, sometimes dogs get a little bit paranoid going in the crate, but to, just for like the next time, but you can override that quite easily by just like doing kennel drills. So, we often, when a dog doesn't have any equipment on in the crate and they're doing a bad behavior, we mark it with no, we'll go up to it and we'll bonk the, yep, bonk the, bonk the side of the crate. We'll even take a dog out of a crate, bonk the dog, put it back in. It's the no, it's the marker that, 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 that 
that matters. But you won't create all this stuff about negative associations. It's like most dogs come into us over the last 20 years, 10,000 dogs. I keep saying that because like I, I, there's a lot of studies out there and a lot of them are not like with dogs, number one, um, um, or with any large quantity of dogs, or they're not actually, you know, actual studies. And my study is not an actual study. It's just based on my experience. Um, but it's a pretty good body of work to take, you know, your information from. I would say 95% of the dogs that come into our facility with some of the worst behaviors and dangerous behaviors there is, with some of the most tons of fear, tons of anxiety, tons of stress, no obedience, um, biting, um, jumping on people, leash reactivity. The majority of these dogs have never had training equipment on them, such as a prong collar or remote collar. So those tools did not create this mess. Also, they've never gotten effective punisher before. So for someone to say, when you apply a punisher to a dog, you'll have a bad relationship with it. It's like, where are you getting your information from? How do you know? How many dogs have you applied punishers to? And I can't imagine not telling my personal dogs no for an unacceptable behavior. Now, the, the magic of it is you need to know how to do it. People, people assume it's some violent act. Mm -hmm. And it's not this violent act at all. It's, it's actually textbook methodical. I mean, keep in mind, you can mess up your dog with improper clicker training. Like, so, next. Veronica, your nail trimming video took me from psycho, even with two people, to her standing there accepting it for me alone. Veronica, congratulations. Yeah. If people are not familiar, we do have a nail cutting video out. And it is, like, the only thing we edited it was for time, but not yeah. technique. Um, it's a fucking shit show. It starts out as a shit show. Mm -hmm. And we did not hide it. Like, we put it out there. This dog is like, would, would rather climb through the ceiling of your building, you know, even if it's made out of brick, than get its nails cut. And within a couple of days, about four sessions, this dog was lying down on its side with one handler, the person cutting its nails, just relaxing. Mm -hmm. But it started out like, I mean, for years, this dog couldn't have its nails cut. So it was a dramatic turnaround. Next. Um, David asked about the bundles. I posted the link. Mm, so yeah, we're running some awesome bundles for Black Friday right now. Yep. Just go to the homepage of our academy. It's all listed and broken down for yeah. you. Um, Mark said, hi, Jeff and Joelle. Where can I see your sunset photos? We can share some of our sunset photos from Tarpon Springs. Oh. Instagram? Um, yeah, but those you were put in store. No, 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 yeah, I put, actually, I put a nice sunset photo of Angelo and myself um, on our main feed. So that'll still be there. The sunset photo from yesterday will not be there because it's dark already. Um, it's the same one. No, I mean, I know, but it's not on Instagram stories anymore. Oh, yeah, so, no, but it's on the main feed. Yeah, it's on the main feed. Instagram and actually Facebook. The last 24 hours. All right. 
last question is 628. Look at that. We got through all of them. Aki said, I had a chihuahua scream like a banshee yep. for one month straight. Nothing worked until I found your videos and threw a bonker at the crate. Worked like a charm. So, Aki, I'm really glad that you found us and you figured that out. We had a, someone made a comment the other day on one of our pages. We, we've, we've, I've seen these comments so many times, mm -hmm. so many times, you know. Um, I, I've been posting stuff on social media like since social media started. Um, and someone said, my dog would bark in the window for four years. The most I heard was eight years, but for four years. And I stopped it in seconds with the techniques that I learned from your videos. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine a dog barking for four years? We have a neighbor right down the street. They have two dogs. They bark in the windows nonstop constantly nonstop a human walks by they bark like crazy dog walks by they bark I like crazy don't know how people live like that and it's 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 nonstop i mean it's real i mean it's it's horrific actually and that could all be stopped in a second one second can stop that but maybe maybe two seconds you know um not managed but stopped and then a lot of people will say well that's because you're shocking the dog or you're hitting the dog with a bonker and I'm like, there's no way anybody can happily live in a harmonious home and have a good relationship with their partner with out-of-control barking dogs. No. I can't imagine you're living your best life. But if I've got to take a cotton towel that's rolled up and I say no and I throw it, quote, unquote, at my dog's head, meaning, I guess, hitting it, and my dog goes, well, that sucked, and they stop, and then the dog doesn't bark anymore, we can actually start actually having a decent relationship with our dog. And for all the folks out there that are like, Jeff bonks dogs, he's abusive, because I've read all those 10,000s of comments. At this year's ISCP conference, which... I'm not a fan of, I used to be on the board of directors, but um, they've gone woke, but they did a bonking workshop and thousands and thousands of trainers and hundreds of thousands of owners bonk dogs. I just talk about it. I just show it, but I assure you, many do it. Many, many, many do it. And Sean, you said, I didn't have a bonker, so I used to throw pillow. Still works. Yep, sure does. Throw pillow works. People have been throwing shit at their dog for years. Your grandmother, great-grandmother, great-great-grandmother, they've been throwing stuff at the dogs for years to get them to stop things. All right. We're going to eat some quick dinner, and then we've got our inner circle. Uh, we'll see everybody on Friday tomorrow. Angelo, um, uh, uh, um, Angelo's show will be, I'm not sure what time I'm going to do it. It'll be in the afternoon though. It'll be in the afternoon. All right. Oh, you'll know tomorrow because the, 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 if you're on YouTube or on Facebook, you'll get an alert. All right. Okie doke, everybody. Take care. Good night.